Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that it fits. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life, giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days for the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art of Shaco. With it, keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes sir You tune back into The Fix Your source for faith infused Hip hop, R&B and poetry Right here on Sirius XM Holy Culture Radio It's your boy DJ Focus checking in Hey it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building Checking on in on this Tip Top Tuesday Mm-mm-mm. Yeah 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 it's that tip toe We uh <laughs> Only what three days until uh we be in the Brooklyn. Yes, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. So shame on you. Oh wow. You stepped it too. Oh wow. You may pop all day. Y'all made that up. Yeah. I love Jesus, but I can't get rid of this stuff. It's amazing <laughs> too, though. Let, let, we can we can talk about that for a second because Ooh. ODB had a sound that was definitely different. Y'all, y'all, um, y'all, y'all, y'all. A lot, a lot would argue that he was offbeat, but he made it cool sounding offbeat. And uh, yeah, we know his his bars are straight gritty. They were not for anybody who were looking for any type of substance of not being connected to it's the It's so streets. hard to sit here and fight back all his life. I was like, I just want to interrupt you. Me and Mariah. <laughs> go, go back like babies and pacifiers. Oh, so tall, no lie. Like, like it just, <laughs> jump, jump. Let me see it, dude. Fellas, let me see it. Girls, like, it just, he just had what it, it took to yeah. stick in your brain and to entertain you. And that that's, that's just one of the many things I love about hip-hop. It's rare you find an artist like this. You know, rest in peace, ODB. I just, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, had a, but, he, yeah. he had a huge contribution to hip hop. I know, huge. you know, not not every everything, you know, was uh negative that he put out. I know he put out some negative records, but he did have a contribution. I think the one that stick with me so much the the, the most was that shimmy shimmy uh, shimmy uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling yeah. you, he just had what it that's what I'm saying, man. Like there's just some people you're not gonna get back and people can't be these people. You know, like they are just Thanks. who they are and uh they just have solidified themselves and I can only hope and pray that when I die, y'all got at least five songs that I like that y'all like that y'all can quote. <laughs> Remember that one die song? Like, yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. You wanna leave a legacy of your art and, and your creativity. And he definitely was super creative, so yeah, yeah, he was definitely super, super great. But we, yeah, we're going to be there. So that's why we're talking about it. We're talking yeah. about, uh, Brooklyn. you know what I'm saying? Yo. Some Brooklyn, uh, you know, legend in Brooklyn. Oh, dirty. Yeah, we're going to be there. 
All roads lead to the KCA Awards this Friday, September 29th, as well as the September 30th, Saturday, two-day event. Yeah. So you think you got bars. Listen, all you contestants. Okay. Y'all listening, me, Dice, and Brinson coming. We we three days out. Y'all better get yep. it together because when y'all hit that stage, if it ain't right, we going to tell you. Well, this is my birthday month, so I will not be holding back on any of my comments. And, I'm going to uh, be very clear. Even if real. it was not your birthday month, I call her the Dicer for it. So <laughs> don't let her think that I don't even want her to even try to get that smoke off. If if, if it was a, a freezing day Ooh. in December, she going to still tell you. That was trash. <laughs> oh no, where you got that line from? No. And then that scripture reference it's, wasn't even right. It's so <laughs> it's so nice judging people musically. I mean, when you let me be clear, when you've had to sit and take so much judgment, like especially as a woman in this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I there were times like <laughs> I remember engineers would be like, "Nah, you record yourself." Oh, oh, your voice sound like this. Oh, you sound too whiny. Nah, like you doing too many takes. Let me just show you how to record. Just like, I mean, all the all the drama. Like when you give them like the bars you write, and then it's like, nah, I ain't good enough. You ever, you ever been in a group of four dudes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The judgment is there because they're like, if you're the only girl, you can't suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to hold your own. Like we got to hold our own. So, dude, so many years of just pressure and then of course when you come over to the Christian side of things and it was just like the church was like you better I think church is worse than the world with the judgment it was like this better make sense <laughs> when you open your mouth you know what I'm saying like you really had to impress people so I'm excited to be on the panel and it won't be one of these hey if you made it on the countdown if you made it on a prescription you're you're good no it ain't gonna be one of them it's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like listen i didn't pack my bags rent a whole room for the whole weekend get some new clothes put my makeup on to come up in here for you to give me absolutely nothing please do not disrespect me like that don't do it don't don't do it y'all better come with it and represent your city represent your god and represent your talent like that's why i said man this is this is a lot of fun for me like just getting to see somebody put some effort up into some bars like you know we can't be barred out on the radio because everybody just can't hear bars all day you got to make songs but yeah this is different so this is gonna be exciting i'm excited shout out to everybody shout out to everybody who's in it and it's all love it's all love but there can only be one. I'm pulling. I'm, I'm rooting for one of the ladies too. I'm be honest with you. I'm rooting for one of the ladies. One winner. That's it. That's it. One one winner. That's one it. winner. So yeah. And I'm rooting for one of the ladies. So all the gentlemen, y'all better bring it because if one of the ladies coming out bar y'all, ooh, ooh you got me, my girl. Yeah. You got me, my girl. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I'm so great for me. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into the fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Yeah. Listen, um, this real talk topic we got to talk about today, Dice. I think enough yeah. is enough, and we we need to address this abuse. So we're gonna talk about it. Are you abusive? You know, have you been abused? Um, you know, are you the abuser? You know, you know what goes into bu- abuse? Every all forms of abuse to as well, verbal, physical. We're gonna talk about it. We need to uh, address this issue within our culture because enough is enough. I'm tired of these toxic relationships. I'm tired of uh, people uh, thinking they can just, you know, physically assault and beat up on people mm-hmm. and think it's cool. You know, no, seriously, you, you have these narcissistic uh, uh, people who, uh, you know, abused 
on, uh, you know, people who may be not as strong as them or they, they feel like they can, uh, you know, finesse their way and they feel like they're weaker than them. But they don't never do it to an alpha. I, I, you ever notice you ain't never seen two alpha uh, alpha abusing an alpha? It's usually an alpha abusing somebody, you know, a beta or, you know, l- 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 somebody up under them. I'm thinking like, no, I wish you would talk to me that way. I wish you would run up on me. Wow. Just like you run up on him and do that same and see what's happening. See if we on tap dance right. in the middle of that street right here. <laughs> Furniture moving and everything. Yeah. yeah. When I when I learned that <clears throat> it was okay to fight back. Um, your, your granny, right? Your grandma said, she she "Ain't she no say, fight back." Your daddy said, "Go." Did you pick did you up, a, pick up a, rock, a brick, a rock, a stick, or something? Ain't no fight fair if you're getting abused because she had been abused. And it's so funny because when I met my husband, we were we were talking about you know because we did we didn't really know how we were going to gel or mesh, but I needed him to know my background because I would hate to call his family and be like, so he didn't make it. <laughs> and I told him I said, if you ever think you want to put your hands on me, the first thing I need you to do is to call an ambulance, and then I need you to call the cop car. I'm leaving in the cop car, and you're leaving in the ambulance. So you can pick it. But this this is not going to be if you don't kill me, this is going to be a, like, you know, what I'm saying like serious because I had seen too much, been through too much, learned too much. So I was like, no, nah, we can't have an abusive relationship because there's no off, especially if you've lived in a household where you've seen abuse, mm. that PTSD kick in and you'd be like and you and it's like fight or flight, you know, and I'm going to fight to the death. Because I've seen too much and I know how this goes. So, and like my grandmother said, if, if a man will put your hands, if he'll put his hands on you, he'll kill you. And what, the day she told me that, I was like, word. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Ain't no man ever put his hands on me. Because I always make sure I tell them these stories before we get into this. Like, you, you're not just dealing with an average chick. But here's the uh, statistics, honestly, from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical abuse by an intimate partner pushing shoving slapping uh all of this and um one in seven women and one in 25 men have been seriously injured by an intimate partner due to abuse so just a person not being able to control their emotions you know to control their anger control their hurt or disappointment and they feel like they can take it out on the other partner uh some people have lost their lives you know and that's unfortunate. So, yes, we're going to talk about abuse today. And not just physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse, financial yeah. abuse, all forms of abuse. Because it's not it's not right. Like people are God's currency. I say that all the time. It's the truth. And we should love people. You know, Bible's clear. Love others the way we love ourselves. And that includes your domestic partner, your your wife, your husband, you know, whoever you with. So. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> gonna no, be I'm good. serious. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm, yeah. I'm already getting my questions formed and and my little talking points. And I, you know what Dice gonna do? She gonna dice. So let's uh let's get into it. Tiptoe Tuesday. Listen, we gonna uh, get uh, one of the vets, one of the lady vets in CHH on the game. She does it all. Yeah. One, uh, you know, Dice always allow for her celebrity friends to come on. So she dice dice partner. She speaks so highly of Dice, and I know mm. they've done work together, and mm-hmm. they've been on songs together. Uh, listen, she's a radio personality. She's an actress. She's a songwriter. She's mm-hmm. a rapper. Yep. She's a motivational speaker. She's mm-hmm. a little minister, too, as well. Everything. She got some preachy preaching in her, too, as well. We're going to get a serious voice on with us this morning to talk about everything dope she got going on. But let's get to it. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. 
and the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And you know what time it is. Let's uh, let's go ahead and hop into this exclusive today. So, yeah, let's be very clear. Uh, we celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, so, you know, everybody know uh, where it uh, or, you know, originated from. All the heavy spitters come from NYC. And uh, listen, today the, the uh, we, we have a, a, a heavy lady in the game who's who's been doing some powerful things when you talk about rapping and, and in some other spaces too as well that I know she's going to talk about. But uh, yeah, we are celebrating 50 years of hip hop. NYC is definitely always the first thing that we talk about. So without further ado, help me welcome in one of the, the ladies in CHH that's doing powerful things. Serious Voice, what's going on, sis? I'm good. I'm blessed. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. You long, you long overdue. We, we, we. I feel like we, we about a year out the way. We should have been had you on. You, <laughs> you've been doing some stuff for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You, are, you a vet in the game. You not like up and coming. So that's why I wanted to paint that picture of hip hop and the history of hip hop. So first, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to ask you that off the gate. You know, we are celebrating fifty years of hip hop. What does fifty years of hip hop mean to you personally, and what do you think the culture is all together? Um. I think that hip hop, hip hop started, um, as something to edify the people. It was Mm -hmm. never meant to downplay the people, any people. Let me just put it out there. Cause sometimes we try to just make it a black thing or, you know, whatever thing we're trying to make it, but it was meant to edify people, to keep people going, um, to empower people, to affirm people. And over the years, it's turned into something else. And so this year in particular, as we celebrate 50 years, I see a lot of old school rappers from the 80s, the 90s, 2000s. They're coming back and they're doing what we should have been doing all along. Some at, at some point, things just changed. It became about the flesh, if we want to get into the spiritual, because this is, you know, about the Christian walk. Um, at some point, it became about the flesh. Where as a, a female rapper, women were told, okay, you got to take all your clothes off in order to get some kind of press to get to make some kind of headway. You've got to expose yourself. Um, and now to the point where we've had mainstream artists, they take everything off on the album cover. Like there is nothing to wonder about because it's, it's all there. And so I feel like there's been a turn this year and I see it even with Christian hip hop, there's been a turn back to empowering each other and affirming people within the community. And as far as the gospel community is concerned, we're embracing each other, no matter what level, if you're new to the game or you've been around for a while, like myself, You know, everybody's embracing each other, embracing our mission, which is to tell somebody about Christ through the music, through the ministries like like the fix um, and to bring them in, give them an opportunity to come on in. And I love that. And for me, hip hop is everything. Hip hop saved me. God Mm. used hip hop to save me because I, I, I lived in an abusive home. You know, at one point, and a, a people, a lot of people, even my family probably don't know this, but at one point I was carrying around a gun in my backpack because I was so upset and so angry with my stepdad that at one point in my head, I was like, man, either I'm going to take him out or he's going to take me out. But as a Brooklyn girl, I was like, he sure ain't going to take me out because I was bent on not being taken out because I loved my life. And um, obviously that was, you know, the wrong mindset. Let me just put that out there because we're not here to promote violence, but that's the place that I was at. 
And so listening to hip hop kept me going and made me realize, okay, like this is crazy. I can't be running around, going to school with a gun in my backpack. And at that time we had metal detectors. So at some point I would get caught, but only by the grace of God, I never got caught. Cause when I look back at some of the crazy stuff I did, my goodness. Um, but for me, it was a lifesaver. God used hip hop to save me. And so today as a Christian, as an ordained minister, I'm continuing that trend by putting music out there that will edify, that will save some boy or some girl. That's good. Listen, you said so much. I, I, I want to just backtrack and unpack a little bit more of that. Where did you think, especially when the message, I, I heard you clearly say, you know, it, it's it's shifting and it's getting back to a place and, and we, we're all kind of happy about but on the gospel and the Christian hip hop side, but of course on the mainstream side, you say it shifted to, you know, a place we don't like, where do you think? So, so I, I'm going to go back to when I first fell in love with hip hop to your point. Absolutely. Hip hop told a story. Mm-hmm. It, it told stories of just different things we were going through in our community, w- within our culture and everything. And it was more uplifting. Where do you, where do you think the shift changed to where it started to be more toxic? to where it was all these negative messages and we know they're pushing this agenda with spiritual warfare and talk about demons and demonic presences like where do you think that shift started um in the era where and i'm gonna speak for the women again where you had lil kim coming in you know scantily clad um and it was so encouraged and, and she was applauded for doing that. Yes, Lil' Kim is a force to be reckoned with. But again, this is what I, you know, looked at every day on TV and listened to all the time. So that becomes a part of you and it, it messes up your mind to the point where you feel like, well, if I'm not shaking something and if I'm not showing something that I must not be a real artist, I must, you know, I, I'm not valid. Um, I'm not going to fit in. They're not going to accept me. So I feel like that Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown era brought it in. Because when I grew up on Queen Latifah, I grew up on MC Light. I've never seen Queen Latifah show her top or her bottom. Not ever. Not ever. Not even today. And and same thing with MC Light. Same thing with Moni Love. So when we go all the way back to Queen Latifah, UNITY days, none of that happened. But when we got Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, and of course, Nikki came and basically took everything that Lil' Kim did. And that was it. It was a rap. It was a rap at that point. And there was no turning back to the point now. It's like every other post on Instagram by a top tier mainstream female rapper. And sometimes even us, <laughs> I hate to say it. It's like something like sexy. It's like overly sexy. Why does it have to be overly sexy? Mm-hmm. I'm a married woman. I'm not going to post something that's overly sexy. And even if you're single, you're looking for someone to respect you first and not just look at you and say, oh, well, that's another um, accomplishment that I, I want to have under my belt. So I believe that that's, that was the era where it ushered everything in that nature in. And now we're kind of like, okay. But I love the fact that all of the promoters, the um event organizers they're saying okay queen latifah come through i love what ll cool j is doing come through queen latifah come through moni love like they're taking us back reminding us and for the young ones who don't remember what queen latifah did 
What Moni loved it, they need to go back and do their homework. What, you know, a lot of the early ladies in, in, in Christian hip hop, come on. And, and, and by the way, I'm going to say this salute to Mahogany Jones. Mm. Like I salute to Dice Gamble. Like I gotta throw some of these names out there. Salute to Butter P. I never seen these women take it and, and say, "Hey, check out my boobs, check out my derriere." Like it's not about that. It's about ministry. And at some point, we've forgotten because we're trying so hard to be like mainstream. And yeah, I, you know, I paint certain pictures because I'm very hardcore. I'm from Brooklyn, and and. You know, I might no longer live in Brooklyn, but I live on the outskirts. And, uh, um, you know, because we want a better life for our children. But I still rep Brooklyn, but I'm not taking my clothes off for nobody. Mm. Because I understand that it's a serious thing to take an oath with God. You know, and at the age of 16, I got saved at an early age and I made an oath to God. I said, God, you know what? I love this rap thing. I'm rapping for you. Mm. And he honors that and has honored it over the years. So why would I now just switch up on God? That's good. That's good. Listen, talk a little bit more about your faith journey. I'm glad you brought up, got you saved at 16. Walk us through the, the transformation process for you to where you're now a, even a licensed minister. And how did that even come about? Was that something that God put on your heart off top? Or was that something that you kind of, as you, you, you changed your life and God kind of revealed that to you? Well, to be honest, I grew up in a Christian home Um, after running away quite a few times. um, You know, the situation with my stepdad, it was just a lot of abuse. My mom's oldest sister took me in. And so she became my mother and she was a godly woman from the jump. She was like hardcore God, Monday to Sunday, Christian music playing in the house. And, And I joke about it all the time. I wanted to play Usher. I wanted to play Tupac and all these different people. And it was like this constant gospel music. And I said to her one day, I was like, dang, it's Monday. Do we have to hear gospel again? And she's like, yeah, we got to hear gospel. So, and, and that was just the war with my spirit and the flesh. The spirit and the flesh was just constantly going at it. And finally, one day I was in my bedroom. Nobody was around. I woke up a Sunday morning on my bed and I said, God, I want to know you. Hmm. That was, it wasn't in church. There was no major altar call. It happened in my bedroom. That's how I got saved in my bedroom. And I declared to God, I want to know you. I opened my mouth and I prayed and I said, God, I want to know you. I got up, got myself ready for church. Now, let me mind you. I was the kind of teenager where I would stomp through the house. If I didn't have my own way, I would slam doors. I would punch walls. I did all that crazy stuff because I was angry. Mm. I had this anger issue. And so God had to deal with me. But that day when I said, God, I want to know you, I got dressed up. My family was in complete shock that I actually wanted to go to church, that I actually got dressed on time. We got in a cab. We went to Rugby Deliverance Tabernacle. Shout out to Bishop Mullins. Went to the church. And this is what happened to me. For the very first time, I actually listened to what the preacher was saying. It's like my ears were open. The stuff he was saying, it was like food to my soul, to my spirit. And that's when I knew that God was real. And the word was so exciting. From there on, you know, I was 17, 18. I got ordained as... Um, you know, as a minister at rugby, then I became ordained as a deacon. It was just, it was just, you know, it was from one level to the next. And I knew that God 
had anointed me to minister to young people because he would always talk to me and he always told me, I'm going to take my young people back. And people used to think I was crazy because here's this little 16 year old talking about God said he's going to take his young people back. And at that time I was teaching Sunday school because I was on fire for God and I'm still on fire for God Mm -hmm. on fire. I'm teaching Sunday school. Then God erupted my, my creative side, the musical side. And so I would write songs and I would teach the Sunday school kids. So we then had a Sunday school choir and at rugby, we would get invited. The Sunday school would get invited from church to church and I would take them kids and we would go and I would direct the Sunday school choir and they would sing the songs that I, yo, God would give me stuff off the top, Mm. biblical songs. I still have these songs, by the way. And I would teach the kids and we would go out and it would just be an amazing experience teaching the kids, directing the choirs and the various ministries. So that's how it all started. And I wasn't even 20 yet. And so as I'm going to school, going to college, I'm full-time ministry, teaching kids, directing choirs. Eventually I got married. My husband found me, Mr. C, um, and took me from Brooklyn to Long Island And we kept doing the very same thing. And then he became my manager and here we are today. And so, you know, we're tapping into different mediums. You know, I have a talk show, Success Stories with Serious Voice. You know, we've done radio for a number of years. We have the podcast. We put on a festival out here on Long Island called Long Island Live. And so our main goal is to touch people outside of the four walls. This is our, our pulpit. We grab that mic outside of the four walls and we spit, we preach, whatever it takes to bring these young people in. That's what we do. Listen, DJ Focus, we got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. As you see, she dropping gems, uh, serious voices on with us. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. We still got serious voice on. So come on, let's talk about it. You, you know, you share so many gems. And, you know, I heard you say, you know, you grew up in an abusive household and that had a stronghold on your on your mind, your mental for a while. You know, were there things that you had to go back and do as a young adult or or, or even as an adult when you talk about mental health and and get your mental health intact? therapy or just counseling or or anything or do you even speak Um, to any of that abuse (laughs) when you when you do some of your your events i do and you know for myself i had to get counseling and there are people that i talk to because i still have to deal with it i still have to engage with my stepdad Mm. so you know it's like people in your family will abuse you or do different things to you as a child but they never really go away you know, and, and, and this is the thing as a minister, forgiveness is important. So I had to forgive my stepdad for what he did to me, what he, what he's still doing to my mom. Um, and you know, my brother is still a part of that. I have a younger brother. So, well, with, with this stepdad, but I also have other siblings who live overseas. Um, and we have a different father, but I've had to forgive him. Um, I've had to forgive myself for feeling like at certain point it was my fault. Um, and I had to let it go because at, from time to time, I still have to visit my mom, my biological mom, the woman who brought me into this world because she didn't have to. And so I've had to just let that whole situation go, but that doesn't mean you forget. 
Right. That doesn't mean that you behave as though certain things didn't happen. And so you do still have to use wisdom in the situation. Um, you know, a lot of people call me and they say, well, why haven't you visited recently? Because I feel like, <laughs> mm. you know, I might say certain things. Um, and, 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 and I think that your emotions you need to control will learn how to control your emotions um, in order to effectively minister because we all have triggers. Like for me, yes, it could do. be a man saying a certain thing because my stepdad always said certain things to me as a kid. So even as a wife, when my husband does certain things or says certain things, it triggers a certain behavior that I might not even realize until after the fact. And so I have to sit down and look at myself and realize, okay, all right, you need to not just act off of impulses or be, respond to certain things that people say. Because, you know, when you're married, you have arguments, but you make up and you move on. Um, but when you're a minister, you need to be slow to speak, mm. as the Bible says. And you need to just sometimes just let it go. You listen and you're like, oh, OK. And you let it go because, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> and right. that whole that whole and, and, and it's crazy because. The environment you grew up in can affect you as a minister. It can make you basically um, turn into a whole different person. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm a Christian. Why did I just why did I just punch this person in the face? Why did I just curse this person out? Like, I'm a minister. You know, I'm different. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has taken some years and it has taken counseling. And, and yes, we do need to talk about therapy because that's important because mm -hmm. we all suffer from trauma. I heard a um, comedian say that all black people suffer from trauma. You know, we come out the womb and it's like, right. you know, we're dealing with things that, that had nothing to do with us. It had to do with our great grandparents and on the spiritual realm. That person is correct because things do get transferred from generation to generation. But I thank God that I've been able to, with the help of Jesus Christ, break a lot of these generational curses. Um, you know, out of all the young women in my family, I accepted Christ. I've been walking with him strong. You know, I've made some decisions that they haven't made. And so when they look at me, they get mad because I made the decision to not get pregnant out of wedlock. I made the decision to not have five kids for five different men. And so, you know, saying that a lot of people would get upset with me for saying that, but I why? prayed. Why, why do you They're think, upset why, why? because it's like you make a decision to, from high school, I went straight to college, straight to grad school. So I had different priorities while I was a full-time minister. Now, a lot of people might say, why would you do that? But I was determined to achieve certain things before the kids came. And God enabled me to be strong enough to say, no, I don't want to engage in um, sexual activity, you know, in college when everybody else that I knew, every Tom, Dick and Harry was shacking up, doing certain things. I chose not to do it because I made a commitment to God. That was important to me. From wow. the age of 16, that was important to me. And the crazy part is we talk about hip-hop. I took all my Tupac CDs, my Biggie CDs, every last one of them, and I threw them in the garbage because I was so committed and so determined for God to be pleased with me. You know, now looking back, you know, I say, well, <laughs> no, but I understood 
that a commitment is a commitment and you got to be all in. You can't have one foot here and one foot there. And for a lot of the women in my family, when they see me, they turn their noses up. But why are you mad at me? Because I sacrificed. I didn't want to give in to the flesh. Now I've been married to my, uh, October makes 18 years since Chris and I have been married. And we have a beautiful son who's on the honor roll and he's doing exploits for the Lord. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I kept my legs closed. And yes, I have to say it that way because we have to be determined to not let the enemy use us. And that's my story. And that's why it's, my name is Sirius Voice. The gems is being dropped. Lord help me. God is so good and amazing. Like, I got I got I got so many other questions. I'm gonna have to have you back on. I got I gotta talk about some music. No, I do. I got so many other questions, but I gotta talk about your music before we get you out of here. So what come on, what you working on? Talk about this new music you're making. I know you just dropped a, a new single not too long ago. Talk about the new music. Yes, listen, we're working on an EP called Back to Basics. And again, this is all about ministry. And you know, I feel like at a certain point I got comfortable. Like I got comfortable making Christian hip hop or, you know, like Christian slash hip hop sounding music. And I said to myself, okay, no, we cannot get complacent. I can't get complacent because I want that next level in God. And so I sat down and I really thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? We got to get back to basics, back to the fundamentals of this Christian walk, back to praying. When's the last time we talked about praying in the music? When's the last time we talked about fasting? When's the last time we really talked about sin? I mean, look at sin for what it is. And that's why we have Kill the King. And we got the music video where I'm b- depicting that person who loves to go to the club, who loves to get get your drink on and party and all this stuff until you realize, man, I need God. Because there still are Christians who go to church on Sunday or go to church on Saturday. But Monday to Friday, they hitting up the club. You know, they on social media. They on OnlyFans. And they're engaging in all these fleshly things. And how effective can you possibly be when 90% of your time, your week is spent appeasing the flesh? And this is a reality. And that's what Kill the King is about. Killing all these idols that have taken the place of God. And so for a lot of us, including myself, we wake up and what do we do? We start scrolling. You know, you in your bed and you are, you are Instagram and you're looking at what all your friends posted and all this stuff. And before you know it, You've taken away that time that you should devote to getting your mind right. Tapping into God, saying, God, you know, what word do you have for me today? You know, we we take away that time and we put it on social media and then you run out of the house. You get to the nine to five or whatever the case might be. And there is no devotion. And so you continue this pattern until finally you run into a brick wall. And then you start losing faith in God. You stop trusting God and you're trusting in yourself. You're trusting in your hard work. And you know, there's, there's this thing now where we trust in the hustle, where if we work 70 hours a week, then things will happen for us. And sometimes it doesn't as a Christian, because God wants to remind you that it's not about the work. It's about me. Mm-hmm. It's about me accessing me, getting deeper in me. And that's what he says in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But we focus on all these things first and the seeking last. 
And that's the problem. And so that's why right now we're working on Back to Basics, the EP, which the way that I'm going, it looks like it'll be a full-blown album with an extended version because I just want to give y'all some meat. I hate dropping appetizers. I want to give y'all some meat. Well, we, we we waiting on the full course. We, we need it. The, 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 the hip-hop community needs it. I do want to ask, uh, talk about, and this back to the basics, are you going to talk about accountability and just talk about the importance of accountability and the circle? Because I heard you say, you know, we need to get back to the, the basics, the prayer, the studying, to make sure we're meditating and hearing from God. I think a lot of that is because we're, we're not doing a lot of these things because we don't have the accountability circle. So how important is accountability circles to you? Oh yeah, it's super important. It's of, of utmost importance. And yes, I do plan to drop a track on there that talks about your community, having the right community. And, and like you mentioned, accountability, we need, here's the other thing. Do you know how many rappers I've asked, what church do you go to? They'll name the church, but then when you say, who's your pastor, they don't, it's like, uh, Christian hip hop artists. Listen, no, 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 no. Come on. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm serious. I've gotten to the place where we feel like, and, and also, you know, COVID has also added to this because now everybody feel like virtual church is it. Oh, that's yes. And do. there's no fellowship that, no that one-on-one and, and the accountability, like, you know, my pastor serving, serving, not only fellowship, what, what about the serving? You have a gift that God bless you with for others, not for you. It yes. be others. What are you right. doing in his name? So, yes, I am going to drop a track that talks about accountability, talk about your circle, talk about your family, um, the people that are around you. And it's important that we understand that we're put, like myself, oftentimes God will put me in a secular space to be the light. Mm. But do I then take on the habits of the secular space? Do I want to smoke weed? No. Do I want to get high off a of henny? No. Do I want to start talking to guys? No. So I have to be careful that, you know, I don't spend 90% of my time with worldly people, you know, thinking, okay, I'm ministering to them when they're actually ministering to me. And that's the crazy part. When the world starts ministering to you. So people need to stay tuned for Back to Basics and Kill the King is just a little taste of <laughs> what mm. you guys will get. And and my energy, I feel like for me, is all about the energy. People, you have to be excited about the word of God. You got to be excited about the message, you know, and, and I think people can see that through the music video for Kill the King. They can hear it in my delivery and it's mm -hmm. going to be across the board. You know, we're using trap. We're using a little bit of drill. We, we're going back to boom bap because it's back to basics. Yeah, that's good. And the title track is a mixture of boom bap, and then we bringing in a little drill towards the end because we got to keep the ear of the kids. Yeah, we do. You know, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about this whole project. My husband is producing a couple of tracks on there. Of course, you know we got the usual suspects. We got more beats in there. Mr. L, who I've worked with from the beginning. Like I don't tend to work with new people. I tend to stick with the same core. And we just build. We keep building and working. Um, and this is what you guys got. And of course, Kill the King was produced by a secular producer, Trey Tracks, but he also comes out of the church. A lot of people don't notice he grew up in the church. Um, but he, God has him in a secular space working with, you know, people like Big Lotto and Saucy Santana. 
Wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to this project drop. And I'm serious. I got to get you back on because, we, yeah, we, we got some more we got to talk about. Listen, I appreciate you rocking with us, though. Listen, tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. Yes. Yeah, so um, my website has everything, www.soserious.net. And, yes, you need the three Ws because the Internet don't like me. Um, but you guys can also follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Serious Voice NY. I'm on Twitter, Serious Voice NY. Facebook, Serious Voice in New York. Listen, I'm everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm everywhere. Just look for me, Serious Voice TV on YouTube. And Kill the King. If you find yourself constantly scrolling, if you find yourself looking at men, ladies, looking at the muscles, looking at the handsome faces... And then you're wondering, even though you got a spouse and you're wondering what that's like, you need to go check out Kill the King because we need to kill all these little idols that we've put before God. Let's go. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, you tap back into the fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Ooh, Dice is trying to get real in these streets. You got one for him today. You got one for him today. I mean, I mean, listen, we're just digging deep here. We're just trying to help people get free before the holidays. That's the way I'm looking at this is, y'all know y'all got some family reunions coming up. It's a, it's a therapy some, session today. It's a therapy together. session. Yeah, guys, I'm good together. So we just go help you. Uh, you know, you just we just we out here helping. We're being supportive, focused. That's all. We're just being supportive, trying to get people, you know, to understand. Yeah, they may have some challenges going on, or they may be dealing with stuff. So we're going to talk about abuse today. Woo! I, I don't know. think they're ready. I don't think they're ready. This conversation is going to be real because we have a lot of people especially within the body that are abusing their mm. privileges. Oh, mercy. You talk about leadership. No, you no, we have to talk about it. At times we have church leaders that abuse their leadership role and they use it to their advantage to manipulate mercy. to get over on people. We come on, Dice. You've been you've been around listen, you you did the church circuit back in the day. That's back when people really church was torn. Church. No, no, you know what I'm talking about the, when you you oh, would you pick your rounds through all the churches. I know. So I can just imagine some of the stuff um that was said to you that was disrespectful, uh, abusive and, and yeah, I know you listen. I, I know ain't too many people say too many things uh, too long because if I know I know her now I can only imagine when she was a little younger and she, she had them switchblades with her. Psycho. psycho. <laughs> Absolutely psycho. Still got them switchblades turns out. I mean that's why we got to talk about it. You know I think um, it's it's unfortunate and maybe you didn't grow up in an abusive household. I grew up in an abusive household when I was in the third grade. I had to sleep with a knife. My mom dated an alcoholic druggie. His name was David Ray. Um, not nice when you come home and all your windows are broken, your furniture is knocked over, tables are busted, or you hear your mom, you know, screaming and crying no in the middle of the night. Um, not cool seeing your mom have to fight men, you know, getting stomped out by men, but her telling you, stay in the car, lock the doors, don't get out. Like, uh, I saw my father beat my stepmother with a belt before they got married at my grandmother's house. Like this, it's a culture thing, you know, like where once these things run rampant, people think it's normal. 
you know, it's normal to tighten up on a on a woman. You know, I'll be honest with you, as men, if a woman slapped me repeatedly a couple times, I might end up choking her. But <clears throat> is it right? No. But I wanted to talk about abuse, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, because I think the mental abuse sometimes is way worse than physical. You know, like if you hit me a couple times, I can get over that. Like, especially if I get to hit you back, because I'm I be, I'm a believer in my lick back. Shout out to everybody who has ever received a lick back from me when you thought you got away, because I don't I don't forgive very easily. I can forgive. I'm very forgiving, but it's not easy for me when you hurt me. And so me being in sin and not being a Christian, I was always like, oh, yeah, we on the way or I'm on the way or pop the trunk. Like, like, I, I mean, I just know. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just known like, ooh, you know, what I'm saying like you didn't mess with the wrong person because that one right there, not going to let that go, you know, and I'm saying all that to say, like, abuse creates an environment of I'm not going to let go very easy because you took advantage of me. It's different if you hurt me on an accident. You know, it's different if, if you hurt me on an accident. You came running in the house or you're trying to catch a football. You knocked me down. I break my arm. That was an accident. But when you legitimately, you know, drag me through a house for 30 minutes and you throw me against the wall and you break my arm on purpose. Oh, that's going to be hard for me to forgive. Oh, God. So I wanted to talk about abuse from not just the physical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, focus because I think some of us are abusers and we don't know it by the things we say. And let me give you a good example. I <laughs> know you're like, ooh, y'all ain't know it's gonna get this deep real fast. But yes, that are people that want to kill yourself all the time. Please stop calling me and tell me you're gonna do it. It's abusive. I know that's hard to swallow. But it's abusive when you keep telling people what you about to do. You, you So here's the thing. Let me be honest with you. And I say this because I have a, a older son and he doesn't do this anymore. But he went off to school. He's in graduate school. Shout out to him. But there was a period in his life where he was going through it. And he would just call us, folks. I'm going to go jump off a bridge. I'm going to go run in front of a car. I'm going to whoop, whoop, whoop. And one day we had to tell him, please stop calling us and telling us that if you need help. Let's get you help. Matter of fact, we had to call his counselor. His counselor called us. We called his counselor. You know, he, we got him home for a break. You might remember this. This was when I probably was first getting started on the show. But it was like, you're being abusive, son. Calling us every week. Telling us how, you, how you're going to go kill yourself. It's abusive. So even in your sickness and in your hurt and in your pain, you're being abusive to the outlet that's here to help you. Mm. You're causing stress. We can't even sleep. Every time the phone rings, we're like, oh, it's going to be the police calling us, telling us, you know, woo 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 So I'm saying, like, for a, for people who have been abused and who are still being abused, like, I'm praying for you, but uh, love don't hurt. Okay, I remember my grandmother told me this. Um, she said, <laughs> my grandmother's gangster. Like, I make the quotes all the time of my grandmother, but she told me that she said, if a man will hit you, he'll kill you. I had to be 11 years old when she told me that. And I was like, what does that mean? So long story short, she was pregnant with one of my uncles. My grandfather was highly upset with her. She went, she went to her sister's house, and I think he said he wanted dinner. So he rolled up to the sister's house, snatched the chair out from underneath her, her water break. Let me tell you about my grandma, thugged out. Shout out to you, Mr. Bernice Williams. Rest in peace. She went home, went into the attic, and went and got a shotgun waiting on him. 
No, I'm not going to the hospital. I will have this baby right here in this house, but I'm about to put, I'm about to pump two. I'm about to pump two in you right now because I'm tired of your abuse. So I'm saying abuse creates this stressful environment, a retaliation environment, a hurtful environment. And it's just a trick of the enemy when we think it's okay to abuse people. First of all, you should never put your hands on nobody. You don't own anybody. God owns everybody, not you. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to say that not just from a physical standpoint, but from an actual emotional standpoint. That's why Bible says, be careful not to put your mouth on a man and woman of God. Listen, spiritually is where things happen first and then they manifest into physical things. So an idea of you beating somebody, abusing somebody, it's just a thought. And then physically one day that thing will happen. Trust and believe. I mean, you have a lot of people that have accidentally hurt people. They're in jail right now people that you like man i can't believe they did that well they had an idea in their mind for a long time that it was okay to treat people a type of way but i'll be honest with you and i say this all the time people are god's currency that's what god cares about that's what you should care about there should never be an idea that you can take over and control a person you're not god you're not god you know and you damaging god's property is going to bring nothing but god's wrath on your life so yeah heavy heavy intro i am anti all abuse um i ain't gonna get into ch- children and, and, and child oh, pornography yeah, yeah, special, yeah. special place in no. hell special place in yeah. hell i think i think you'll be in hell and i think honestly i think it's another hell for people who feel like you could take advantage of a child and abuse a child so here's the thing let's get into the church of this Ooh. right one in three of women have been abused either right. sexually sexually or physically yes okay one in four of men which is crazy because guys never ever talk about this but us as christians we should be the first ones against anybody being abused but we have been the majority of the ones who have done the abusing why mm-hmm. is that right there's this secret society that exists where it's like Oh, we just got to handle that. I never forget growing up. <clears throat> oh, everybody so you're saying the church is covering up abuse, son. You're saying the church is covering oh, up this abuse? The, oh, this is the life. This is the life of... Oh, this is wow. where it's... Focus, I can't, I can't play... Listen, here's the thing. I can't tell you how many churches I've been to, how many women I've had to speak to um, concerning abuse. Because there is this idea, if you are with a man of God, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's under so much pressure. Oh, there's so much going on in his life. Oh, you just got to be there and deal with No, you don't. No, you don't. I love you, but guess what? When you start to hurt me, I'm out. And trust me, God gives me 100% way out of this. It's not just adult adultery. That's not the only way up out of here. You know, you don't get to kill me. You don't get to you don't get to hurt me. You don't get to abuse me. And I mean from a as I said emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So <clears throat> this is something that we have to talk more about. It's a tough conversation, but we know we go to church. We talk about loving your neighbor and, and doing all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Praying and praising. And it's like, let's talk about abuse. Like, can you imagine going to church on this Sunday and saying, raise your hand if you're being abused right now? How many of you have been abused in your life? Raise your hand. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be real, especially if we if we do it all across the world. Let's deal with that demon today. 
Let's deal with that demon. So <clears throat> it's just, we are God's property. We are not man's property. And it's important that, you know, we take care of each other. Bible's very clear. Your first ministry is your family. And that's something you should be protective of, not taking out your stress on, taking out your frustration on. And some people have abusive comments you say this before we LJ and I don't live in this space because he know we can't have these arguments and conversations because we'll mess around and kill each other because we both we both know nonsense with the name calling and the poking we don't do bear poking around these parts we can't do it because we was raised our, both our parents were teenagers so we was raised by grandparents so we have a no, no nonsense type of mentality but you said it to me before you said man these married couples out here calling each other everything huh my name is Dice uh, and on that day, you decide to call me anything else other than wifey, queen, love of my life. I, they get uh, disrespectful, Dice. They get no, real disrespectful. No, no, no. Why? In a kingdom marriage. What? It, what? Huh? You? What? Because of reality TV? Yeah, well, I, you blame it on what you want to blame it on. But here's the thing. When the dresser come flying down the three flights of stairs... Blame it on the rain because I'll be honest with you. One thing, this is not what we're not going to do because words that come out of our mouth, they speak life or death. So us in Christianity, the things you say are way more powerful than people in the world. Like when we, when we said, yes, our commitment is different. You're building me. I'm building you. It's important that I speak nothing but life over you. So when I start to condemn you and, and call you all these other names, well, guess what? Now you've manifested everything you've spoken and I'm about to turn into the demon and the devil that you just called me and you're going to have to deal with it. But you started the abuse. So I'm just saying like we have to understand like the words we say can be abusive to people. You know, what's the saying? Uh, Sticks and stones may break my bones but words that never hurt me. Words do hurt. Words never go away. Facts. I know some people that don't come out their house without uh putting on makeup because somebody said they was ugly at age five. You know, so they're just like, oh, they still stuck on a word somebody called them. Words hurt. So I just want to talk about abuse. It's not of God. That ain't how God created us. We're to love each other and not be abusive. And there are just some ways in Christianity that we are and we got to stop. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Uh, we talking about abuse. Uh, keep it locked. We got to go to a quick break. We coming right back with more. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. In the middle of this real talk conversation today, and we uh, we talking about abuse, every form of abuse, mm. about the emotional, the emotional part of it, the verbal part of it. I, I think they they work together because a lot of people play on people's emotions with verbal abuse. And I've seen it go sideways. I brought up reality TV for a reason, Dice. Unfortunately, yeah, why you bring that up? Because love of hip hop. Yeah. No, no, no. You you laugh all you want. Those are real no. households. So I know you don't go home to that. But no, those, those that ain't just a stage on TV. That is real households that people go to and be cussing and fussing, physically fighting each other. I'm talking about married people that's in the church. I know because my wife and I, we have been marriage mentors for the last 12 years and we love mm -hmm. them and when we we just cringe when we hear these stories like what you mean? Like what? No. What, what, what are we doing? We ain't picking up no Bible. He called me such and such. Well, you right. Mm. 
Why, so and then you know so i've seen it both ways and, and like i say i wanted to paint that picture when i say reality tv yes it's just like dysfunctional love and hip-hop and for, for the people to watch it bless your life but it's very it's a very dysfunctional it. show it showed mm-hmm. so much toxicity within mm-hmm. a relationship it's ridiculous nobody who wants to live by god's standards and want to be involved in a kingdom marriage should even be watching that talking stuff and even getting that stuff in your spirit when you talk about respect because it's a respect thing a lot of the verbal abuse is because you guys are not honoring each other and showing each other the respect like you said dice no no my husband gonna call me, you know, my name. He gonna call mm-hmm. me wifey, or you know, yeah. maybe y'all got your own little relationship names, like me and my wife got absolutely yeah. That's something right. like that. It ain't gonna be no. I ain't calling her my wife the b word. No, I ain't oh, never God. did it. I ain't never got it. But then that's a whole issue now too, as well, dice. Uh, well, you know that because the ladies well, now they well, using that as like a term of endearment or something. A lot of them are dice, like like women empowerment. We gonna take the word nah. and flip it. It don't matter. I got four sisters. We was on a conference call one day and my little sister, she's always so petty. You know, one day she called me the N-word. I said, don't call me that no more. Oh, ha, ha, ha. It hung up the phone. We ain't talked for about six months till she got her whole soul together. I said, I'll be honest with you, sis. In your in your group, it's funny, right? It's, it's funny. It's ha, ha, he, he. Like you said, you can call whoever to be. I'll be you this be. <laughs> I'll be you. Look. Don't call me that. My name is Dice. Now, when I was walking in full blown sand and when I was out there in the world and listen, maybe I play, maybe. No, may, no you couldn't no, do it then either, Dice. That, just, there was fighting words back in my day, saying, Dice. Don't, don't act I'm funny. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would be funny to me. And I'll be real with you. And this is a whole nother subject because the whole body of Christ, y'all use the N word way too flagrantly for me, way too free. And I, I mean, it's, I get it from a cultural standpoint we're like oh this is the one thing we kept from slavery we get to embrace i that please trust me and focus you already know like i don't even play songs that we have on here that even have it in it because i'll be like look i get it you from the hood you still got that in you and shout out to all the artists who think it's cute sometimes to throw the n-word in there i mean everybody from lecrae to Derek minor i'm not playing that song because you got too many other songs without that word in there i am serious about what we call each other kings queens children of god you know woman of God, man of God, child of God. And it's like, how serious do you want to get with this? I'm just, I'm just a serious Christian at times. Sometimes I play, but not about the name calling because I think in the moment that I'm joking and I'm, this has been my witness. I'll be honest with you, focus. There have been men and women of God where I'm like, I really needed to hear a word from them, you know, and maybe they were in my presence and I was like believing God for something and they were talking, talking, talking. And then just some of the words coming out of their mouth. I was like, God, how much has the Lord really changed you? Because on TV, it looked like you was changed, changed. But you look like you just like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now? So, some, so what I'm saying is sometimes people's salvation or their idea or their belief in God is hinging on what you say. And, and this is, this is the same thing for people who've been in abusive relationships. Like they will go and kill themselves because one person that called them this, then they get in the next relationship and the next person keep calling them out their name. And they're just like, well, I guess this is all I am because it seems like people keep calling me this. It's like, no, you just keep picking an abusive man to be with or woman to be with. Pick somebody who respect you. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I promise you. I was like, <laughs> I told somebody when I first married my husband, I said, I love him, but I'm low-key scared of him. 
And that's exciting for me because I know there's a zone I can't go in. Like, I know there's some things he's not going to tolerate. I know some places and some, some things that can be said. He in the turn up, I'm not ready for the response once I start calling him these names. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that. And it's hard for you to meet your match. Like, when you've been out there, you know how you are. You're like, man, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you're like, I think it's going to be an issue if I start calling him anything other than a man of God. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Be ready for that. So it's like some things we do are abusive as and women. I said this, I said this before focus on our show and I know we got to wrap this up. We think it's cute to pop off. We think it's cute to have this uh, lined up idea of words and ideas we can throw at them because when we're single and when we're hurt and when we're not married, it's just something that women, are, they talk trash and you learn this art of trash talk. But I'll be real with you. When you start to try to keep throwing in words at a man, once you get married, dangerous, very dangerous. You are abusive. You are emotionally abusive. If you think the person you with, you can talk to crazy. Don't do that. So that's why I was like, I wanted to talk about abuse and we could talk about this one. Oh, God, for days. But it's just like the physical abuse God is against. Second Samuel 22 and 49 says Listen, he who sets me free from my enemies, you have exalted me above my foes and from a violent man. You have rescued me. Like God does not want us to be in relationships that are violent, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental. And I'll say even financial, where every time I get paid, you spend all the money and we broke in the next day. That's, that's abuse. You know, where you talk to me, you calling me out of my name, that's abuse. You know, where you like, Hey, I'm still acting single, but I'm married. That's abuse. You know, like where you're that sibling and you're like, I'm just not going to get my life together. I'm going to keep eating off my other sibling because they always got it together. That's abuse. So it's like, stop abusing people. Trust God. Believe God for what you need. And, and God will meet you there. But, you know, like being abusive, it comes in many, many different shapes and forms. And it's very subtle at times. Like you might think calling somebody fat all the time is funny. It's not funny, just because they fat. It's abusive. Okay, you don't know what you don't know what they went through. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're dealing with. They can have a whole uh, health concern that you know is causing them to be fat or thicker. You know, I told you before about the story about the chicken in the wheelchair. I was at work and I was like, man, why is she always around on a scooter? And I'm working. Turns out she's in a car accident, broke both of her ankles, gained a lot of weight. But I'm over here thinking it's funny. I wasn't talking to her in her face, but I sure was talking behind her back. And the Lord corrected me on that. Like, go ask her, why is she in the scooter? Mm. Wow. So I'm just saying, like, there are different ways that we can subtly be abusive and we can stop. But then there, and then there are some ways where we just absolutely need counseling. Some of us need a full separation from people who we are acting out on and acting out at. Till we figure out, why am I so mad? Why am I so angry? But God doesn't want us to walk in our anger. He wants us to walk in the love, peace, and the joy, the kindness that he has given us, the spirit of the Lord, and definitely not in any type of abuse. So That's good. Stop being abusive. Everybody <laughs> need to repent. Repent today. Repent. Especially y'all, y'all with that slick mouth. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all got That's that okay. slick mouth. We'll talk y'all about the donut. Slick. We'll talk about donut and cake abuse next time. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Ooh. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. We got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing mm. thoughts. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix. 
your source of faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry and uh that real real today dice on abuse and oh my goodness it, it, i think it was just a much needed conversation you know mm-hmm. yeah some things we need to think about yeah so hopefully those of you who were listening to today's uh topic about abuse maybe you uh spend some time thinking like am i abusive you know with my words or am i abusive on uh how i hold people hostage for their time or constantly bring up the same problem that i have and refuse to look for a solution like spend some time ask god to show you like where where, what areas am i personally abusing others whether it's i'm taking up their time i'm using up their money or i'm just calling them all the time for a solution but i'm not really uh you know walking out or activating the solution that they keep giving me so this is this is this is useful for everybody folks like sometimes you just don't know that you even are abusive you know you, you just don't know you're like man i thought i was just being regular but it's like man some people are are interesting like if you every time you see somebody that your friend and they they just constantly beat you up with the same stories and stuff like that's that's a form of abuse you know what i mean and it's okay for you to say hey um do you mind like can can, can i have your permission to just ask you to stop when you start bringing that back up because emotionally you're i feel it like i feel this you know tension and i feel like you're just abusing me you know like i'm your beat up doll um you know you could just get to puke on me you know that's abusive when you just do that to people and you hang up the phone or you go on your way so it's okay to stand up for yourself you know you're worthy that's what that's what i think people need to hear it's like i'm worthy i'm valued i'm loved you know what i'm saying and i deserve to be in the best relationships whether that's a personal relationship business relationship working relationship friend relationship and it's okay to say yeah no you don't get to treat me that way you know god would not be pleased at how you (laughs) want to treat me you know and it's also okay to go ask for forgiveness if you have been an abusive person you know maybe maybe people will forgive you maybe they won't but you should always go to your brother or sister and ask for forgiveness especially after you repent and turn from your ways and realize like wow i didn't know i had an anger issue you know i didn't know i made people feel like they had to always live in a hostile environment or walk on eggshells around me you know like because i'm always triggered for some reason you know it's okay to ask for forgiveness once you realize like man i I didn't mean to treat y'all like that you know or you hated to see me coming you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah this was a good one and like i said prayerfully somebody got something out of this one Yes, I pray they got something out of it, and I definitely want to speak to the church, too, as well. I pray there's no church out there covering up any form of abuse or anything of that magnitude, because, you know, you know, anybody. Well, no, I just want to make sure that, you know, Mm. the church should not be involved in any cover ups Mm. and have any knowledge of any type of abusive situation that they have not dealt with. So to your point, we've seen churches in the past, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, hide these things, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody struggling especially with one of the church leaders, specifically mm-hmm. the pastor, mm. and they're not going through counseling or mm-hmm. sat down for a minute and mm-hmm. taking the steps they need to mm-hmm. get whatever they need to do. And mm-hmm. you're just masking it and covering it up. No, no, let's not do that mm-hmm. as a church. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And when mm-hmm. we have church leaders who mm-hmm. are hurting the congregation, mm-hmm. that is problematic. We cannot do that. No one is perfect, but no, right now that particular pastor should not be a leader that particular pastor needs to get the help they need Mm -hmm. and if they go through the steps and they are reinstated Mm -hmm. that's fine Mm -hmm. but we we can't keep not getting better as the church 
I, I, I'm just I'm at a I'm at a level where no, we we need to get better. We need to love on each other. We need to really have hard conversations, and we need to fight our demons. <laughs> Shouts out to our sis, serious voice. Uh, how special was she? Dice. Let's be very clear. She, I love her. She came on here like preaching, this. preaching. And I, I'm so grateful she's working on new music. I can't wait mm-hmm. for this new music to drop. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is back in hip hop. And, yeah. and, and I hate to say that, but yeah, I just feel I just feel like we need artists like her and you too as well. And just, uh, you know, artists, mm-hmm. uh, vets in the game that that can spit knowledge. Like mm-hmm. we need more knowledge. We need to be educated more. We need real hip hop back. So it, it, it was a blessing to have her on. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that new music to drop. And uh, yeah, she's gonna pull up on us. Uh, she say Saturday. She'll be at the KCA. So I uh, can't wait to run into her in person. Listen, if you have not gotten your tickets, I don't know. You might have a chance left, but it might be sold out. So that's on y'all. The Kingdom Choice Awards are going down this Friday and Saturday to yeah. the event in Brooklyn, Boogie Down. Uh, we got So You Think You Got Bars on Friday competition at Richie Righteous Church. We also have at the Symphony Space on Saturday, the 2023 KCA uh, Kingdom Choice Awards. So you definitely want to keep it locked. Everybody's going to be there. When I tell you, everybody in CHH up and coming, it doesn't matter. So, y'all, you know, this is the spot you want to pull up. Get that flight. Uh, go ahead and hop in that whip. Just be careful because these people drive reckless in New York. I don't, I'm praying for New York and these Uber and Lyft drivers. They, the Lord knows these jokers uh, drive reckless. I'll be my wife. She cracked a joke on. Me. She say, "I ain't never seen you not even talk or not even think about going to sleep when you and uh, uh, them Uber drivers in, in New York." I say, "You ain't lying." I'm looking. I'm making sure what's going on because these jokers. I don't know. I say, "My, my life annoying." I need. He ain't. He ain't told me I'm supposed to go out like this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I can't wait. Shouts out to Marcus Hall, the entire King KCA team. We mm-hmm. coming to Brooklyn. We're going to hang out. We're going to uh, do some Kingdom stuff. Uh, if you pull up on us, please come to uh, the meet and greet red carpet on Saturday at the KCA Awards. Come on, pull up to us. We mm-hmm. love to meet y'all, see y'all in person. And uh, yeah, that's it, Dice. We got to get out of here, Dice. Listen, uh, good people, go be great today. Please show everybody the love of Christ. Because that's what God would want you to do. But uh, Wisdom Wednesday going to be off the hook. Winning. Winning mm. Wisdom Wednesday. We winning on Wednesday. So, yeah, you want to tap in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A new exclusive spiritual detox as well as a real talk conversation. As mm. always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.